Welcome to Wah Wonders Why, a companion podcast to smart enough to know better. This episode is entitled Sad Astro. You know when you're betrayed how hurt you feel? Well, that's how I feel right now. Who caused this feeling of betrayal? None other than Brad Pitt. And the situation is the recent movie Ad Astra. I'd say enjoy, but my goodness, it's just... When I want to talk movies and science and science in movies, there's only one man that I would dare turn to, and that, of course, is Dan Triple J Beeston. Hello, Dan. Hey, good morning. Isn't it a wonderful, like, pleasant Sunday morning? It is. I've got a cup of tea... I've had a nice sleep. I'm feeling sort of restful. Got my chores already done, Greg. What? Oh, the rest of the day, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit on a spiritual high <laughs> and talk movies or a movie anyway. I would love to talk movies. I are, there are a lot of great movies out there, Greg, exactly. and I've seen a lot of wonderful movies this this year. Well, well, I'm glad because the one I'd like to tell you about or talk to you about is Ad Astra. Oh, fuck that movie. That movie, what a pile of fucking horse shit. Oh, I've got some things to say about Ad <laughs> Astra. Well, my uh, my work at editing this podcast has increased by a lot, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Dan. But you're right. What a terrible movie. I, I'm so angry about this movie, and for lots of different reasons, which we're going to go to in great detail. For those who what's, have... the, what's the setup of Ad Astra? Yes, good point. I'll, I'll read the synopsis as on uh, on the Wikipedia. So it says, 30 years ago, Clifford McBride led a, a voyage into deep space, but the ship and crew were never heard from again. Now his son, a fearless astronaut, must embark on a daring mission to Neptune to uncover the truth about his missing father and a mysterious power surge that threatens the stability of the universe. Well done on the 1940s style. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Welcome back to Ad Astra. <laughs> In <laughs> last week's episode, Brad Pitt was doing very little. And it's Brad Pitt. So can I can I just give my before we start talking about the movie? Yeah, I thought this movie was going to be all for me. I this I saw the ad for this movie and I was like, oh, spacey stuff and no lasers and no force powers and yeah, like like and, I, and his know, goal was to make realistic space travel in a film. Well, that's it. And then I saw an interview with Brad Pitt and he said that specifically, and I was like, oh, Brad Pitt's very attractive. I, attractive I love people Brad can, Pitt. Twelve Monkeys, that's Fight right. Club, Fight Club, yes. Beat Joe Dead, yeah. <laughs> it's he's a very attractive people, as we know. Attractive people cannot lie; they're incapable of lying because your ugliness is based on the fact that you tell lies. That's the attractive moral. Attractive people lie by being attractive. No, 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 Dan. It's not possible. It's, it's in, if they were if they lied, then that would make their face ugly. That's what happens. That's how you, that's how you're ugly. It's a moral failing inside you. Well. Yeah, actually, that checks out. <laughs> I think about myself and go, that's why I look how I look. It's all my fault. I get it. It's totally my- anyway, but, uh, I, I, uh, Dan, it's just, it was lies, though. 
Like, it was total lies. This movie is a giant, giant steaming pile. And for lots of different reasons, for narrative reasons, for emotional reasons, for tropic reasons, and for the science. Every part of this is is rubbish. Except, except one bit, which we'll get to later on, which I thought was amazing and reinforces my own take on the universe in a very big way. But we'll get to that. Let's see. First point, let's just talk about, let's get it out of the way. It's not, it's not for women or about women. It's, it fails the Bechdel test entirely. In fact, women exist. There, there are women in that, in that movie, amazing actors, Liv Tyler, uh, Ruth Negger, um, just amazing actors who are just Liv Tyler get any lines. I think she looks pensive and she, no, I think, no, I think she just stares uh, a lot and, when they are to- when they're on screen, they're discussing either the man in front of them, or they're discussing an older man th- in the past. That's it. That's all they talk about. Now look, the the Bechdel test is not necessarily a the be all end all test for movies. No. And in a, in, if the story is about a man and his uh, a, a man and his father, the mm-hmm. relationship between a man and his father, mm-hmm. then maybe it doesn't have to pass the Bechdel test. No, but don't go in there expecting if you're going to have any kind of. Uh, uh, well, I'm going to say feminine viewpoint. There isn't one. And B, the masculine viewpoint is also total rubbish, which we'll get into as well. Uh, it's a bizarre thing because it seems to point out that astronauts have to be robots. To be a real man, you have to be a robot. And he's and uh, Brad Pitt's character has to learn not to be a robot as time goes on to become Well, that human. would be the, that, then that's the lesson. That's the that, lesson, yes. Like, he can still be a, an astronaut, but he needs to be less of a robot. Mm, he can't be as good an astronaut, but he can, but now he'd be a better man, maybe, by the end of it. Well, look, he's not a good astronaut. No, he's, he's a terrible man. So, he, there are very few animal attacks no, in, uh, in astronaut work, but no, he manages to get involved look, in look, one. We'll get there, we'll get there. That, let's not jump ahead on the animal attacks. He... <laughs> He's a terrible astronaut and a terrible man. He murders a lot of people, flat out murders them. And I know they try, they, they, the movie tries to get away with it. Maybe I'm jumping ahead here again, but. <laughs> well, let's not jump ahead. Like we need some sort of, he murders, some sort of, he murders of a plan of, of attack. Okay, let's, let's try and go narr- Let's try and go uh, narratively as in, as in story points. And we'll get to the story points. Okay. Then, all right. So the idea is that, Human beings are looking for life around in somewhere else in the universe. They build a big space telescope to look for life in the universe. And that's what Brad Pitt is working on when, when a giant space wave turns up to destroy everything. Oh, is that what that thing is? Yes. That was All a right. Ta- it's a big tower. It's a big tower in space. I thought it was a space elevator. Yeah, me too, because it's pretty tall. It's pretty tall, but it turns out, looking online... But in the future. Yes. So they've obviously worked out how to make towers real big. Yes. But it's actually a very big telescope, a radio, like a radio telescope or some okay. sort of some sort of antimatter telescope. It's a telescope, okay? It's, it's okay. A, a science telescope. Yep. And as a person who works in that industry, I very specifically, I was like, w- w- why? Why is it built? Unless it's X-rays, you just build them on the ground. Like radio waves famously travel through the atmosphere. Like you don't need to. You don't really need to. Um, Maybe they're looking for anti anti gravity waves or sure, uh, dark sure. matter waves. Sure, sure. I guess so. Yes, that's that's it. Yes, and they're going to blast some Neptune, and and this this is a what do they a say? Blast. Not an email blast. No, no, an actual blast, and it's supposedly an antimatter wave. And what they're saying is this antimatter wave has caused a chain reaction 
which upsets me on a on a level there. An antimatter wave that causes a chain reaction. So the idea, of course, is that matter and antimatter, when they get together, they don't get on, they annihilate into energy. That's a real yeah. thing. That's, that's a thing that happens. Yeah. So this somehow is creating a cascading effect that travels across the solar system through empty space. So an antimatter is reacting with matter somewhere and creating mm-hmm. a cascading wave of antimatter. Okay. What so waves, any- waves generally propagate through a medium right yes. well 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 electromagnetic I mean, waves light don't. doesn't well light doesn't it's electromagnetic yeah. wave it, it, it propagates through itself the electromagnetic part the electro part and the magnetic part kind of that's like, really yeah oh, that's cool yeah that's why that's why i can do what it does but an antimatter wave it's still matter it's not it's not photons so what's it pro- what's it propagating through and how is it making more of itself like it the answer is it's garbage, Dan. And how did it? And and, and 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 the upshot of this is that suddenly random things explode mm, on, on the tower. Yes, and, and, and on, on Earth. Earth, and on Earth. Yeah, they, not everything. No, no, just and no. It's kind of like the antimatter, the wave itself has propagated in, in a, sort of like a big interstellar shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Uh, what was really interesting, because they're talking about this global catastrophe, and I was like, oh, wow, like, you know, Brad Pitt jumps off the tower and he parachutes down to Earth. And that's possible, by the way. That is actually a, a real thing. People, people you, you can go to the edges of space, jump off, and then if you have a, if you have a parachute, get back to the ground. Like, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah, guy with a soft drink sponsor famously yeah, did that. that's right. And also before that, in the 1960s or 70s, I have to look that up, uh, did it as well, like before soft drink was a thing. Uh, they, they, the, um, the military did it to see if you could, you know, get out of high altitude planes. Yeah. Back then they thought, they honestly thought, how about this? You're a pilot and you're told, oh, we think that when you go through the sound barrier without a plane, you die. So we want you to jump out of a, a big balloon and we want you to plummet to the earth and get to the sound barrier if you can and see if you die. And you're like, sure thing. Yes, boss. (laughs) That's called the right stuff, or very stupid, one or the other. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't kill you, by the way. It's fine. It's, you, you, it's you fine? Know, it's It'd be fine. weird being up that high. Like, if there's no, if there's no atmosphere, mm. then be, be very you could just explode in a giant explosion of blood and viscera. Well, well you're, No, you're, hang on. That's not what happens in the void. No, you no. You just freeze well, or, or hook or... And you last for a while, too. Like, you don't just yeah, die. Yeah. And, also, the, and the water bubbles on your tongue. And we've, we discussed this in a, a, quite, a couple of podcasts ago absolutely. about what happens if there's no atmosphere. I'm sure that won't come up again. No, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, so, but, of course, this man jumping out of his balloon was in a spacesuit. Like, it was actually, you know, like Brad Pitt was in a spacesuit. You know, he was fine. Yeah, he was fine. He's fine. That's the way to do it. So they talk about this global catastrophe, like, oh, my God, this thing's hit, and it's a global catastrophe. And then I noticed on the screen in the background, it says 10,000 people dead. Look, that's not good. Don't get me wrong. 10,000 people dead. Globally, 7.5 billion people, more probably in the future. It's 30 30 years in the future, I think, 30, 40 years in the future. They don't give an exact time, but I think that's that's the feeling I get from it. I thought it was closer to 50. Oh, Oh, no, maybe it was – no, sorry, maybe it was 2050. Oh. And, I go, and I still think it's 2,000, but it's not. <laughs> it really isn't. 10,000 people dead. More people die from, like, tsunamis and from earthquakes, you know, or monsoon season in Bangladesh. You know what I mean? Like, it's sort of like, it's 10,000 people globally. It's like, uh, wow, that's the governments of the world wouldn't even wake up for that. Like, they'd be like, 10,000 people? Oh, thank God we lost 10,000 people. So I'm, I'm feeling a bit I feel a bit angry. Yeah, but it's not going to stop. Like, these things could keep happening. Or they might not. No one knows. 
But anyway, they're assuming, they're assuming because okay. Sikh, the government says... Has Maybe Sikh- in the future, governments of the world become more empathetic, they- which is how they manage to survive another 30 years. Good point. Because and- at the moment, the governments of the world, uh, they don't seem to have a lot of empathy. No. And I feel like we've got about four years left before annihilation. But you know what? We're not here to frighten people. No, and when also I'd like to point out three years if people keep crossing me. That's all I'm saying at this point. <laughs> you think climate change is going to get you? No, it's me. I'm you told get me you. that button wasn't hooked up. <laughs> you promise. I'm done with humans today. I'm very not big on humanity right now. Just so we're saying, just so we know where we stand, humans. Don't cross me. All right, I'm okay. <laughs> Okay, what's next on the thing? Right. So Brad Pitt's got to save the save the yes, because it's his dad. His dad basically his went, dad. His dad went to space uh, years ago and disappeared in space uh, around Neptune. His dad was going to Neptune for some reason to look for aliens because yeah, because he's got to get far enough away yes. that the sun doesn't sort of overwhelm his yes. monitoring, so he can look. He can do telescope stuff out into space as well. Yes, and basically he has to get outside the guess what, Dan? The heliosphere. Remember our good old friend? The heliosphere. Yeah, that's yeah. Our, our that's got it. So he's gone to Neptune to get past the heliosphere. Yes, Dan. That's, yes, he has. But, but. It's garbage, Dan. But how did <laughs> Neptune go so far away from its. <laughs> Neptune, its Neptune is inside orbit. the heliosphere. Yes, 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 yes. I wonder that too. But anyway, seeing that it took it took fourteen years, sorry, it took forty years for the Voyager space probe to get outside the heliosphere. But thirty years in the future, you can you can get you can we can travel sure. the Faster. solar system now. Go, yes, that's sure, sure. Faster, that's sure. Why not? The only thing I didn't want this movie to be about was about daddy issues. It's all about daddy issues. So I I went in there going, please don't make this a story about daddy issues. And the first thing they say is. Hey, astronaut, your daddy was a guy and you should go talk to him because you're also a guy. And I was like, oh, no. So that's just, I, I, I'm already... Oh, bo- that, that didn't bother me. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. So he's going to go and talk to his dad. Yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah, In space. Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay. I can, I'm, I, I, I can deal with that. Sure. You know, so like, you know, it can't just all be like machines and, and, and explosions and lasers, Greg. Okay. Sometimes humans have to communicate for with, a story to be any good. With their daddy, yes. They have to, you have to talk to your daddy and work out why your daddy left you when you were a kid. Stepped out for some interstellar cigarettes. <laughs> Never came home. He lit a candle and flew to Neptune. Anyway, so he has to go to, they want to go on a secret, secret, secret mission. To send, to send a signals to Neptune. And the only way they can do that, due to seems to be inter-system conflict of some sort, political, he has to go to Mars, to where on the far side of Mars, whatever that means, the far side of Mars... Night. Mm, the the, the mm, night side of Mars. Sure. He has, then he has to go to a special transmitting tower and transmit signals to his daddy so that daddy can talk to him back somehow... Okay. Uh, okay. But to do that, he's got to go to the moon. Yep. Yep. Got to go to the moon first. 
which is fine. I'm actually fine with this. I, was, That's the, I mean, we've talked about uh, the, 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 the governments of the world have considered using yes. the moon as a stopover. Spot. Absolutely. Like and that, I'm, it makes heaps of sense. Yeah, because to get, to get the fuel to get off the Earth is so much more fuel, like yep. the thrust to get off. So to get off the moon is easier. Middle you just get off a space station. You, know, you, you go into orbit and you fly from the space station. But okay, sure. They built a the moon already there. That's right. And it's also, they've got a huge moon base. That's fine. Like, yeah. I, 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 I can give you that. I was like, sure, sure, sure. Now, why, why doesn't he just transmit the signal from Earth? I think they said they didn't want to intercept it because they didn't want to cause everyone to freak out. I think they, they're worried that the signal would be intercepted and someone from the news would go, oh, my God, we're going to get destroyed by antimatter. They so, were very secretive. Which is, which is fine to a degree. I'm pretty certain the military could just, you know, get Brad Pitt to go, hey, Dad, hey, Daddy, 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 come on home. I love you, Daddy. I love you. I'm Brad Pitt. And then they just send it on a USB stick in a case and send it to the moon and then send it to Mars and then they plug it into the transmitter. He doesn't need to go, what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, look, why USB thing? Why not? Why, uh, well, oh, yeah, no, because then it would be secure. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's probably the but most... But you could set up, like, you know, lasers. security stuff yeah. at both ends. Just yeah. send the message yeah. Dec- straight there. It encrypt it really, really well. Military encryption is a thing. Uh, you know, it's, I'm sure, but look, sure. Look, yeah. you just, you can send it, but you can, you can obviously send a, a, a transmitted message physically. That's not hard. Like we can do that nowadays. In fact, it's how it used to always happen. Anyway. So fine. For story reasons, he's got to go to the moon. So he goes to the moon, oh, he's beat, but yeah. no one, but no one trusts him because his daddy's crazy and crazy passes through the semen. This is a well-known fact. And so Brad Pitt, they, even though he's a decorated, unstoppable, working astronaut machine of a man. They know this. They're yeah. like, your daddy be crazy, kid. We're going to send you because we only trust you, but we also don't trust you. So we're going to send a man to watch you at all times. Yes. There was a guy to watch him. Yes, who was his daddy's friend. But they're like, we don't trust you, man. We trust implicitly. Why? Then why send him? It Just send someone else who is a brainwashed. Because you know, they, no, they, well, like an impersonator. Yeah, There's Brad, gotta be oh, some good. Brad Pitt impersonators. Oh my god, the Hollywood Boulevard. You'd find lots of Brad Pitt impersonators. It'd be great. Get Edward Norton. Edward Norton and Brad Pitt look exactly the same. That's what Fight Club's all about. More. Have I have I missed the point? I missed the point, haven't I? I missed the point of Pride Club. I just yeah. realized. Damn it. Oh. Anyway, so it goes to the moon. The point of Fight Club is that fighting is cool. Oh, and and skinny uh, guys fight to the burger. Oh That's the. I, I, I read a hot take by someone the other day. Luke Buckmaster. Are we going to say Some, his name on the podcast? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. No, he's a, guy, he's, a, he's a guy who writes things professionally. Okay, so, uh, yep, so he's okay. stepping up to the plate. Okay, all right and, he, all right. and he's like, oh, well, in today's woke society, the, the messages of Fight Club are really outdated. It's like no. the point of Fight Club is that mm-hmm. the, all the people fighting and reveling in, 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 in Tyler Durton's message – are idiots, mm-hmm. yes. and that Edward Norton's uh, sorry J- Jack's success, mm-hmm. the narrator's success, the yes, the narrator's success. Thank you. The narrator's success is due to escaping the Brad Pitt and his yes, and also also people who don't want to be manipulated by the powers get manipulated by other people for this, doing exactly the same thing. Hey man, don't be manipulated by the government. Come over here and be a space monkey. And be manipulated by me. It's kind. It's not. It's. It's actually more relevant today than it ever been. It's also well, misogynist. It's misogynist, but that's kind of the freaking point. People yes, just it's misogynist, and you're not supposed to like that. And no. Yeah. 
I mean, that's the because they're yes. the bad guys. <sighs> Three years, humans. You've got very little time. Just saying. <laughs> anyway. We can all pull together, guys, yeah. <laughs> and prevent death from Greg's hands. That's right. And it'll be personal, too. Like, I'm not, I'm not a guy for just, you know, uh, blow you all up with a bomb. Like, I'll come to your house and wreck up the joint. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, it's, it's going to be a personal. It's going to take months. Speaking of calming Greg down, why don't we talk about <laughs> the gravity on the moon? Gravity on the moon. That was pretty good. Thank you. Thank you for, yep, I'm all right. I was pretty happy with the way they portrayed the moon buggy chase. They had a moon buggy. They had space pirates. Oh, well, oh okay. yeah. Firstly, we arrived at the uh, the moon port. Oh, okay. Yes. That, that seemed to have normal gravity. That Norm- had normal gravity. Uh, Everyone's gravity. walking around yeah. at, and weighing, look, looking like they're weighing 80 kilos. Yeah, true. It's like, oh, okay, so we're just going to ignore the gravity on the moon? Yes, we'll just ignore all the gravity on the moon. Yeah, that's, you're right. No, sorry, you're right. Fine. I was- Fine, yep. just sort of slump around. No one's like, hey, I can bounce. Look, yep. No one's – do you know how people walk on the moon? We've seen footage of people walking on the moon, and they hop around, these very robot astronauts yep. hopping around like bunnies having a gay old time. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you're right. They didn't. They decided not to do it there. They did it outside where they could CGI it. It was all CGI. They, they did it there. But, no, inside they oh, were – Oh, okay, yes. That's when way too moved- hard. So they travel in a moon buggy. Yes, yeah, so they get in a moon buggy because you have to go to a... From the moon port to moon. the other, to the to the far side. Yes, to the secret moon base. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. The military, because yeah. Because mm. if you want to get to the moon, you want to land on one side and then drive around the other, the other side. side. Yeah, otherwise you have to... You'd you have to you'd be pointing, <laughs> you'd be pointing at the earth again. Is the moon. Because if I hold my hand up to it, it's probably as big as my thumb. Yeah, it's, thumbnail. it's bigger How than. How long does it take to drive that? It's, I don't think they were on the other side of the moon because they only drove for an hour or two, like only a short period of time. They, well, it, it would take. The moon's big. The moon's like thousands of kilometers away. It's quite around. big. Yeah, it's quite, yeah, it's like one, blah, 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 one quarter the size of the Earth. One sixth the gravity, yeah, density one like, sixth. Would, yeah. Like driving from one side to the other would be like driving across Australia. Or yes, uh, tw- twice I think. Yeah, yep. yeah, 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 yeah. I think it, it's about six thousand. Oh, I'm remembering Walk of Shame, um, but I think it's about six thousand kilometers diameter. I think. I don't mm. know. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So they, as soon as they get outside, where the gravity gets weak, they jump in the moon buggy. <laughs> And they don't seem to have anti-gravity technology, by the way. That's not a thing in this movie. They try – they just have normal chemical rockets. So Yeah. Yeah, and the gravity gets weak, and they go for a bit of a – Maybe they're wearing heavy boots. Yeah, sure. Magnets, sure. So they're outside in the weak gravity, and they have a bit of a fight. And that looked fine to me. That was all fine to me. I was happy. They have a fight. They, they're attacked by pirates. Pirates. Which Moon look, pirates. Look, moon pirates. Moon pirates. I'm, look, sure, politically, there could be pirates on the moon. We're pirates on the moon. Okay. Going quite to the loon. Okay. So, yeah, okay, right. Yep. Okay. Pirates on the moon. Okay. And guns. They, they use they normal guns. And they guns. use normal guns. And they can fire. You can fire a normal gun uh, in, in, a, in a vacuum environment. So you don't need oxygen to burn the, the gun. Pack. I have seen you know, Mythbusters, I do believe, they put a gun into a case and extracted all the air out of it and then fired it and it shot the bullet. Because okay. because the I, the oxygen the, to burn it, the oxidizer, is in the in the bullet. It's in the propellant, ah, right. I think. I, I think that's how that works. Okay, so you could do that. You yeah, could yeah, have yeah. Gun, guns away from the moon. Yes. Okay, how does he escape? Yes. Oh. So he... Everyone dies around him, and he shoots everyone, and then he, he jumps off a of a cliff, of, of a crater. Into a crater. Yes, yes, and, and it's a long way down. 
Long yeah. way down. Now he gets. I like one bit of this because he falls like he's in one six gravity. Like it takes a long time for him to fall. Yeah, and that's that's good. That's a good thing. It would take a long time to fall. It would, well, yeah. it would take you know one six or well, six times the time basically. Yeah. yeah. So that's fine. So he's in the air. He's in the air. He's in the air. But then what happens, Dan? He lands at the bottom and drives off perfectly. No, and he he so he lands it. Yeah. Like it's a it, like it's a stunt car. Yeah. Lands it, stops, and looks back up at the top of the cliff and goes, well, I escaped those guys. Yeah, yeah. And the guys who live on the moon and fight on the moon and they're all about the moon didn't they're fall over. They're on top of the cliff and they're like, oh, well, how are we going to get down yeah, there? Yeah, because we don't understand that we could, if he can do that. Maybe it was just lucky because it was lucky because he, he, he actually spins. I think the whole thing, the whole thing rotates uh, around it, basically yours, yeah, 360 degrees. No, no, doesn't. No, but what is like, it, how insane that is! Like that, it, that he manages to yaw it all the way around somehow, and then land normally again. And it doesn't smash the the um, axle right off the craft. If you jumped a car from one six higher, like if I just jumped, if I got my car and took it off the building that I'm in, a two story building, that's it, not how that works. It would die. No, no, no. We're, I think I think here we're talking like it's such a big cliff. We're, I think we're talking about terminal velocity now, and well, terminal well, velocity it, would be one sixth the speed, right? Yeah, I, I, I realize that, but what I'm trying to say is, even a small distance in Earth gravity, it goes off the. You put my car off the top of the roof. That car is not walking away from that. Even even a four wheel drive is not walking away from a two story jump. This cliff was unbelievably high. It's very high. And remember, terminal velocity, Dan, is based on having an atmosphere. There's no atmosphere on the moon. Uh, yeah. So you will just keep accelerating towards the surface of the moon until forever. Oh no. Oh yeah. So he he hit the moon at at, a, at like a at a a blistering like clip. a bullet. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Depends on how high it is. But yes, he would get faster. Force equals mass times acceleration. So there's a force of gravity. He is a mass. He's going to keep accelerating until he stops accelerating. It, it, your terminal velocity on Earth is based on the oxygen or the atmosphere around you. So, yeah. He would have hit the ground very hard and very fast. And that buggy looked like it was made. It got shot by a bullet and exploded. Not his, but another one. Its wheel fell off when it was hit by a bullet. So I'm assuming that being hit by the moon, you wouldn't survive. But what would I know? I'm not, yeah. an, I'm not an engineer. Um, that was garbage. <laughs> so the acceleration due to gravity on the moon is 1.6 metres per second per second. Yes. Hang on. So every second that he's in the air, he's gaining 1.6 metres per second. Yes. And so he's, he, it takes him ages to land. Let's so say he's, he's got to be travelling at like – he would have hit – Well, I, let's say he was in the air for six, uh, 10 seconds. So he hits the ground – 1.6 plus 1.6 plus 1.6 plus 1.6. So it hits the ground at 16.6, I think. Did you say 1.6? Oh, no. 16 metres a second. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That is a lot, yes. That is, in fact... It's like being hit by a car. 57 kilometres an hour. He hits yep. the ground at 60 k's an hour on your on four wheels bouncing off, and that's that's if he was in the air for ten seconds. I think it yeah. may have been longer than that, but you know you can't. I can't. I, I'm not watching the movie again to find out. No. Sorry, I don't care enough. So it's a minimum of sixty kilometers an hour, thirty five miles an hour. Um, so, and let's just remember at this point, this is the film that Brad Pitt said. Well, we're, tr we're we're aiming to make every all the space travel as realistic as possible. And and, and, and I, I looked it up here. What even made me angry about this? I see Brad Pitt. I just don't forgive because he said that to me, and, and he's too pretty to lie. 
God damn it, he lied to me. But it, actually, the director said exactly the same thing. So it was great. The project was announced in early 2016, and Gray said the most realistic depiction of space travel has been put in a movie. Hmm. 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 Okay. Well, it certainly involved space pirates, which is really interesting. Okay, so he leaves, he, he gets to the next base. Yes. They turn the gravity back up to full. Yes, thank goodness, otherwise your bones would turn to jelly or something. And God only knows. And the guy um, who was sent to look after him yeah. dies of, I think, a, budget a, a loss. medical condition? Yeah, he basically he died from budget loss because that, that's um, that actor is um, Donald Sutherland. I'm pretty certain is they couldn't afford Donald Sutherland for any more. They went, he, you die from reasons. So he dies from reasons. Because he wasn't shot, was he? He wasn't shot by space pirates. No, he was just sort of sick. Yeah, and then he was, so he went to the moon and had to die, and that gave that gave him that gave Brad Pitt enough time to get away or something to get onto a spaceship to go to the. No, no, he's meant to go to Mars. He's meant to go to Mars. So he goes to Mars. <sighs> so all right, so he's on the way to Mars. Upon arriving at the base, a dying Pruitt is spa- is placed in intensive care. Yeah. Why was he dying? No one knows. I don't think he was shot. No, I did, look. Maybe he maybe he took most of the of the of the, the brunt of the impact. Oh, he at the bottom he's fine. He himself under the under the car. He became a shock absorber. Why, yeah, why yes. the, the, the moon buggy survived. Fruit oh. was a mess though. Yeah, yeah, his spine's all compacted and weird. Yeah, yeah. Donald, he's good point because he did start as he started as twelve feet tall, and by the end of the movie, when he died, he was only four feet tall because he was compressed down. That's Maybe what it was. Brad Pitt's character is a robot. And that's how he survived. <laughs> Hitting the moon at 56 kilometres per hour. And, and I was kind of expecting something like that at the end. It was turned out that Brad Pitt didn't really exist and that he was a, he was a, a consciousness put into a, you know, one of those sort of weird things. Oh, by the way, he's already broken up with his wife because he's too much of a robot. Like that was, that was Liv Tyler's thing of leaving the room while he's roboting it up and she just looks at him sadly and leaves and don't say anything. So I hope she was paid to be in it and not paid by the line. Uh, I hope she wasn't just considered an extra. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, that's, so, distra- so on the way to the moon, meanwhile, on the way to the moon, they get a distress call. On the way to Mars, you mean? Uh, they've got, they've left the moon. You're right. On the way to Mars. How long they- is it going to take to get to Mars? Well... With our technology, like eight months or so, depending on where it is in its orbit. So, you know, it could take a long, like two, three years, but eight months. So we'll say faster than that. They seem to get there faster than that. Uh, they seem to get there in, in weeks. To, yeah, so they have better tech than us. But it's not yeah. super, super tech. It's still a chemical rocket. You see it chemically it up very clearly. Big yep. blast of flame. It wasn't, yep. it wasn't an ion drive. It just... No. <laughs> And it flew. So sure, they've no got a- infinite imprint probability drive. No, 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 no penguins pouring out of the back. No, no, no bistro mathematics. Nothing, nothing, not a thing. No. So just a lot of flame fired at the back. So no moving the universe past yourself faster than the speed of light. <laughs> yes, Futurama. Uh, uh, so they they oh, go. Wait, we're going we, we'll get Walker Shane for that. They it's not faster than the speed of light because they increase the <laughs> speed of light. That's right. And when they increase the, uh, they, they change the stupid name for Uranus to stop the stupid joke. What do they change it to? Eurectum. That's, as a great series. As a as a science communicator, 
that's the funniest joke in the world to me because everyone laughs. All the kids come and laugh, and they about Uranus all the time. In the back of my mind, all I'm doing is playing that gag of yeah. we changed it to Uranus. I never say it. That's why I'm laughing, not at the ridiculous joke, but I'm just like <laughs> uh, Futurama. Anyway, bring back Futurama or don't because it'll be awful. But well, they they did it twice, and it was yeah, awful. yeah, it was. Look, we can just enjoy things in the past, Dan. Yeah, yeah, good. All yeah. right. Just because new things have been made doesn't destroy our childhoods. No, not at all. Unless it's Star Wars and then it totally... (laughs) You can't enjoy Jedi anymore? I can't enjoy Star Wars anymore. I never did. Though though I will say, I'm liking The Mandalorian, but I don't like the Star Wars bits. I'm sick of going... A person walks on who's green with tentacles out of her head and everyone goes, huh, huh? You remember that lady who used to dance at Jabba the Hutt? Well, here she is again. I'm like, I don't care. Tell a good story or a fun story. By the way, oh, the only thing I will say, you know, ATSTs, you know, those, the chicken walkers, the two ladies. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah they're great. They're the, I, I used to think they were, they were a joke. You know, Ewoks took them out. In this TV series, they managed to bring one in, and it's terrifying. Someone, someone who knows how to write a story goes, you know what would be scary? Walking through a forest and suddenly one of these switches on next to you and it's hunting you down through a forest. It would be really scary if you had no guns, you had a stick. And, and so it's hunting them with big red eyes. And I was like, this is really, really worrying. And, and I was like, well done for someone working out how to make a dumb chicken walker scary because it's a tank on legs. It's a, like a Dalek, you know, it's like, anyway. So yeah, Mandalorian, good. Uh, not because it's Star Wars. You could take it out of that universe and it would still be good. That's good. Yeah, and they're unrealistic space travel. Oh, thank you. Oh, well done. Good segue. Nicely done. Thanks for bringing me back. I, I need. I need Please some. Don't need to stop mentioning the segue. <laughs> it stops being an effective segue Sorry. when you point out and stop everything to mention it's a segue. You know what else is not effective? The fact that they took a distress distress signal and went to a, a space satellite. To, a space satellite. To, What's it doing out there? Research. Like halfway it's, to Mars. They're somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to say they're the, like one of the Lagrangian points. No, one, it doesn't really matter. Oh, know. okay. Yeah, no, that makes it's sense. Possible. It's possible. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah so it could like, be. There's, there are points in the in the solar system where gravity is a bit more interesting than other places. Yeah. So they they I, I, look. I don't, I'm, I, there's no evidence for this. I just think that's a, you could park your spaceship or your station in a Lagrange point, like between like the Earth and the Moon, and it sits into one spot more with less fuel being required than somewhere else. So you can you yeah. can hold it in one position. So uh, look, why not? Or, or you can do research out there, and it would be, and the gravitational effects would be slightly different to if you're doing it somewhere sure. else. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. And and but they're doing they're definitely doing. They're doing research. It's a research station. Yeah. And so they go, we have to go there and have a big argument. But then, then they go there due to the rules of space lanes or something. They go, cool. And that's a fair enough. I'm glad that's the, that's the story because you go, just like the oceans, if someone's like, help, I'm dying in an ocean, you really, should help, them. You really should help them because no one else is coming. And in space. Even if it's the secret, me- secret mission to yeah. save the world. Yes, that's right. And so they go to the space station, open it up. And the most horrible thing, I, I am so, I was so, when, when it happened, the thing I'm about to say happened, I was horrified and it was the most awful thing. I think just for me, it was like someone went, what was scare, scare Gregoire the most in the whole wide world? A spaceship full of what, Dan? What was it full of? Like really cute monkeys? <laughs> Baboons, Dan. Baboon. Maybe, maybe mandrels. I'm not too sure. But a baboon-like animal. And what was it doing, Dan, when it's revealed? Um, well, it was doing something with its teeth. Yes. It was eating a man's face, Dan. Yep. 
Yep, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, look, you could maybe consider that maybe they were kissing. Maybe he was they were having a good old pash. He was kissing the back of his throat. <laughs> so look, and we, we've all been young. We've all been there. Like nothing like a nice kiss to the back of the throat sometimes. Yeah, uh, a little it, bit of blood makes it. Um, we're well, not French. <laughs> Belgium? Is that a Belgian sure, kiss? Sure, why not? The Belgium are notoriously aggressive kisses. <laughs> Do we have any Belgian listeners? Not anymore. Yes, so there is a space baboon eating a man's face, and they've escaped. So, so hang on, let me get this straight. We've got space pirates and now space monkeys. Oh, yes, yeah. Okay. Space apes, right. Dan. Space apes. And it goes berserk. And what I love the most, I was like, oh, it I'm, goes berserk. I am not happy it about this. It started berserk. It, did, no, but it, it, it ramped up. It sees Brad Pitt, and it's like, that's the prettiest face I've ever wanted to eat. Yep. And it just launches at his pretty face. And I was horrified and very excited because that ape knew how to move in space. That ape had obviously adapted to its environment and was like, oh, guess what? I'm 10 times stronger than you pound for pound. You, you, Brad Pitt, you're an idiot, you know, who's floating in a suit. I'm a, I'm a big angry ape. Yeah. <laughs> and you're doomed. And I was horrified. Horrified. I was horrified from a narrative standpoint. Oh, no. I was like, "All right, so, so this is obviously a very important element to the story of Ad Astra." <laughs> well, I think it is. It's not important to. The, I think it's a. It's that whole realism in space travel. No, no. <laughs> I, uh, afterwards, I thought about it. Oh, by the way, it has nothing to do with the story. Brad Pitt kills it. It's all fine. Uh, we'll, we'll, How does Brad Pitt? Kill it. Kill it. He locks it in a room and evacuates all the air. And evacuates all the air. And, and what happens to the baboon? It explodes like a it blood filled balloon. In a in an explosion of just blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, little and then it had chunks of gore. I think it was just blood. No. So yeah. Um what? I don't know. I'm not sure what happened there. Maybe oh, I know No 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 I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Mm. A failsafe device built into the baboon was little explosives built into its face. So when the pressure dropped inside the space station, the explosion, the, the sensors would pick up on it and activate the explosions in its face, blowing its face off onto a window. Yeah, that's that has to be the only reason. That's not how things work. We, well, people put that's explosives. That's dumb. People it's put explosives dumb. in monkeys. That's fine. Why is there a monkey in space? Why? What is? What is? locking it behind a door and taking the air out, making it explode. Why is he even there in the first place? There was no reason no, for that scene. No, no, there was no reason. Not at all. But It's it, like someone had come along afterwards and just jet went, you know what, this film, this film's a bit dull, this space travel for weeks on end. What we need is uh, an exciting movie beat. Yeah. So let's have him attacked by a monkey. <laughs> um, it's space. Why would you, why, why would he get attacked by a monkey in space? It's like, well. So he escapes the monkey. Okay, so... I, the only thing I can think of is that... The only reason... I was trying to think of a, a, a writer reason, and the only thing I can think of is you had savage, emotional monkey goes berserk in space. Brad Pitt is the human who is robotic and more advanced in inverted commas. So no, this is his goal. This is this is Brad Pitt's character's MO is that he's super calm. Yes, he's, he's, yes. In, in, like when he falls off the tower yeah. at the beginning of the film and he's... 
free falling and has to parachute down to the ground while things are exploding around him, his heartbeat doesn't get above 50. Yeah. He's real calm. He's real calm. Real calm. Too calm. Detached from his emotions. Yes. Calm. So you In got- that he doesn't respond emotionally. Your main hero of the film doesn't respond emotionally. Yeah. What the fuck story are you telling? Well, he does respond emotionally later on. Like when he, we haven't got there yet. We'll get there. We'll get to that point. But, but um, I honestly think it's because emotionless man versus emotionful monkey. And then Brad Pitt has to find the happy medium. That was my, in my mind, that's what the writer was going to go for. He, I don't, I'm, I'm giving them a lot of credit for bullshit. So. A lot of credit. So he gets to Mars. Gets to Mars. He, he gets to Mars after being he super, land. He he lands and he and the he his emotionless yep. nature saves all their lives, and no one thanks him. Everyone's very angry about it for some reason that he he saved their lives. I don't understand that in movies. Could I be like, oh, thank you, Brad Pitt. Not only are you beautiful, you saved my life. Thank. I really freaked out there. I appreciate the fact you saved my life. Just just say those words. It's real easy. He was real polite too. He's like, "Do you mind if I take over yes. and save our lives?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah go nuts." Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Well, he asked for permission." Yeah, it's, but everyone everyone treats him like shit. Uh, I don't understand why. For he no, got he got consent. He did. He did. Yeah. yeah, basically. Oh no, he kind of he kind of on the report it would look like he got consent because he's like, "Hey, can I do something? Do something? Hey, I'm going to take over now and just took over." So the other guy just freaked. The other guy didn't say anything. I think I just froze. And at the end, he was like, "Well done, Captain." Blah blah blah. I'm not going to say anything about this. I think he he was professional enough to say, if I go, you idiot, you moron, you're going to kill us all. I'm taking over. The guy loses his job straight away when they look through the black box information. I think it was like, I think he was honestly trying to save the guy's career, which is why you yeah. say thank you, thank kind you. Kind of cool. Yeah, he was a good bit actually. Yeah, he's he's obviously a nice man, even though he's an emotionless man. Yeah. So he's not a prick. So he gets to Mars and he's he has to talk to Daddy. So he sends messages out to Daddy. Hey, Dad. Yep. Hey, I love you, Dad. Where, where are you going? And they take and they take a certain amount of time to come back. And they did wait hours and hours and hours, I'm pretty certain. That seems good. So he waits for time, and he decides he's not going to read the the government-issued I'm a man, you are a man, we should all be manly conversation. He's going to actually emotionally connect with his dad somehow. He doesn't get a response from his dad at all. Uh, yeah. His dad doesn't care. Yeah, which is very upsetting. And they say, everyone says, look, Brad Pitt, even though you're the only man who can do this job and we're going to nip out to Neptune and kill your dad now because he's destroying everything. Yep. Um, we don't want you to go, which I'm actually fine with because why Makes would you sense. Say, don't send the son of the man who you're going to kill? Brad Pitt decides, you know what? You know what? This, this, we need more Brad Pitt. So I'm going to go because the other guys are incompetent, supposedly. So he swims through water and gets into a spaceship just before it takes off. Like, oh, the, the famous Waters of Mars. Uh, yeah. I, I, <sighs> so they drive out mm. so he's like a couple of K away from the launch site of the other spaceship, spaceship. which is in a different place. It's the, to, but it's the how same. How many spaceports do they have? But, but also, that was the same spaceship that he landed from the moon on. That was the same ship. It's the only ship they had. So that doesn't make any sense to me. This is before we even get to the point of going through water. The ship that took you from the moon to Mars would not, could not take you to Mars to Neptune. It, you'd need, it's, you're talking the distances would be like 10 times greater. You'd need 10 times the fuel. Like you, well, most of the fuel would be taken up getting out of the atmosphere. But that's what you're leaving Mars. That's exactly right. So, so, there so were, you've got to spend most of your fuel, no, no matter whether you're going back to Earth or going onto Neptune, you've got to get escape the gravity of Mars. So you've but, got to, but you still you have to get a lot of acceleration to get out to Neptune. You have to, you can't. If you want to get there any length of time, if they were going quickly, like that ship, 
wouldn't have had the fuel to go that same distance. ship. Maybe it was running in like quarter fuel to get out to Mars. It maybe, didn't need that much. Maybe I guess so, but that was it. Seemed odd to me. They didn't like go. Maybe they used a denser fuel. Maybe they used Mars fuel. But they don't. <laughs> that's even worse in my mind. As in, it's the same device. It's an Apollo-style ship like a modern futuristic version. They didn't put more boosters on it. They didn't put more fuel on it. It didn't have any, it didn't have a sister ship that it took off with it that would attach an orbit. And then it, it was the same bloody ship. So yes, yep. I guess you, you're right. It could, but it seemed weird to me. Like, you mm. know, this ship that only goes between these two, because I guess they went, it went from one planet to another planet. Therefore can go to another planet. And you're like, no, the distance to Neptune is ludicrously big. Like the, the, it takes 20 minutes for light to get to Mars, eight to 20 minutes. It takes four hours to get to Neptune. Long way. It's 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 a ludicrously long way. Like it's we we forget how big our solar system is. It's anyway, it's dumb. Uh, so they, so he parks a couple of k away oh, yes, from yes. the rocket. Yes, he does. Climbs underground yes. into a pipe in the middle of the desert. Yes. Swims through water. Yes. Why why is there a canal an underground canal to get? I was to I was, the rocket ship. I was assuming it was like a water reservoir for all the people on Mars, but then I was trying to work out why it was connected to the rocket ship. That's what I could. Yeah, I guess you'd need water to go into the rocket. Well, yes, but you wouldn't connect it to your drinking supply. It was a lot of water. Like, it was all, a lot of water, and you, and you don't just have it sitting there. You just you, you spray it, or you put it, in, or you use something. I just what? So he climbs out of the water, and then he's got to get aboard this spaceship and that's climbs, about to take he off. He climbs out of the water. On the Climbs surface of, the- of Mars, which yeah. the water would not, it would be, you know, somewhat boiling because it has 1% of the atmosphere of Earth. Water but it would also be freezing. It'd be like climbing out of a slushy. Well, it, it would just be, it would be turning to vapor very quickly. Uh, it wouldn't be boiling as in hot. It would just be vaporizing. It would be bubbling. Yes. And, so, but it would also be very cold. Yes. It would be at least negative 20 degrees. It would be very bad. It would be bad. This whole thing is bad. Yeah. Uh, he climbs up a spaceship ladder thing to get into a burning rocket. Like the rocket, the door. It gets into the, into the, into the, the, the fire bit. Yes. There's a door. The booster. There's a, there's the a door in the engine of the rocket that leads into the crew cabin. We imagine the seals that you would need on that yes. door. And you don't put a door there. You put it. Up at the top, we have the humans. The humans are. We need in... to talk to our friend Phil from the aquarium store no. about what sort of seals you <laughs> need to keep fire out of the cockpit you put... of the rocket. And humans don't live in the fuel bit. Most of the rocket is the small bit, like it's the fuel bit. Most of the rocket is where you live is the is the top bit. You live in the bit at the top. Most of it's just fuel, not even engine. It's just fuel. So he... how, how much how much space is there between the the, the fire bit and the sitting bit? As much as the rocket as you can get. You don't want people near fire. We're, we're no, really, really no. not fire retardant. So apparently you can get all the way back there to the door that yes. goes into the fire bit. He just, he went through one Why door. Why is there a ladder in the inside yes. of the spaceship? Yeah, yeah, and also in he... the inside of the booster. Yeah, I, Who I, needs to get up there? You don't want to, no. You don't want to go anywhere near that. Um, no. I, no, I don't understand it either. It was reasons and, yeah. So he gets there. Did they have a tower? It was, Load on it was, in, it was Yeah, yeah. It's an Apollo-style mission. Sorry, no, no. It had a tower. It had a tower. So you go yeah. up to the top. That's where you get in normally. But there's a back door. Yeah, because everyone needs an escape door in a spaceship. Yeah. yeah that's a, <sighs> especially when you need to escape via the burning part. Well, yeah, you want to get the burning part, Dan, because that will give you thrust, and the fire will hit you and blow you further away from the ship. 
smart. It's like not wearing a seat belt, a seat belt so that you're ejected from the car. <laughs> <and> man. <laughs> exactly right. So he stows away. I don't want to be anywhere near that accident. <laughs> I want to be over there when that happens. And moving at speed into a tree. Moving at speed. And the rocket switches on. Big rocket, go now. And it goes. And he's somehow struck. That can get up to like three Gs, five Gs, five times gravity, three times gravity in a rocket, like an Apollo-style rocket. He's standing there going, hey, everyone's cool. Everyone be cool. I'm here. How are you standing up, Brad Pitt? Like, how are you? I mean, he, he, he didn't miss leg day. Let's put it that way. I know. And their response is, murder his ass. Murder him. You are not supposed to be here. We're going to murder you. Hey, control. Well, and they are very competent astronauts. Yes. Yes. The ones who were sent to kill Brad Pitt's dad. They were told to kill him by by the military. They're like, hey, military, what should we do? They're like, kill him. Which kind of makes sense. And I will actually, I think I'm I'm kind of okay with that. Because if they don't kill him, they're dead. A, he he might murder them, which he does, spoilers. But if you're going into space and with oxygen and food for months, months at a time for four people, you're dead if there's five. You'll make it four fifths of the way and die. Because yeah. you, so oh, you get well the the spaceship will get there. Yeah, and then you could just what you could do is just tell the spaceship to park somewhere near Dad and blow up with a nuclear weapon, which is what they were going to do. You don't need a human being; you can just have a machine. They have robots. We have we yeah. computers nowadays can do it. Anyway, people find guns. A lady falls on her neck. Uh, a lot of people just fall on their neck. Yeah, that's a very, very breakable like, neck. Doesn't Brad Pitt spend the entire time trying, going, no, no, I don't want to kill anyone. And, and, and then people just fall over and die. And, and then, and it's, I put, that was in the movie, I think, that I'm guessing that was came in later, because obviously it comes across a Brad Pitt then murders a whole lot of innocent astronauts. So they had to make it seem misadventure got them, not the murderous Brad Pitt. But no, the, the, the moment Brad Pitt got on that spaceship, he is a murderer. He was he murdered he was going to murder them through eating all their oxygen, or killing them with his bare hands. Yeah. He, he's a killer, and to try and make him likable or it's not his fault was bullshit. Uh, he made a decision. People died. Like he and he even goes and I'll let history decide whether I'm a monster. And I was like, no, you're a monster. We've all decided now. Even your pretty face won't save you now, Brad Pitt. Uh, by the way, it does. No comeuppance in the future. Spoilers, he lands on Earth. I honestly thought he was going to go to jail. People pull him out of a spaceship. And I thought it was going to be, he's happy to be back on Earth, uh, smiling, but he's in jail. No, 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 no. You're fully acquitted for murdering all those dudes. Well done, you, bro. Murdered a bunch of dudes. But, yes. rules of the sea. Sure. Rules of the sea. Sure. They're space you're pirates. allowed to murder people in space. He's, yes, that's true. He's a space pirate, and they're cool. They like him. So what was really interesting, though, was... The guy with the gun opens up a gun in a spaceship and fires a gun in a spaceship that's under gravity, I do believe, under thrust, I should say. Uh, Fires a gun at a working spaceship in the void of space, or at least in the thin margin, and thinks that's a good idea to shoot Brad Pitt. Because a hole, you get a hole in it, and then all the air goes out. Or it just ruptures and explodes, you know. That's or also bad. You shoot the you shoot the oxygen tank and the damn thing explodes and then you die. He, so Does he, oxygen catch fire? So he shoots a fire extinguisher. Yeah. And it sprays fire extinguisher retardant everywhere. And and unfortunately the last surviving the guy with a much stronger neck, his neck didn't break. He mm-hmm. um, he chokes to death. Brad Pitt tries to save him, but he dies. Dies. Now is adventure. Is that reasonable to you? Is that a reasonable death? Because I was trying to think it through, fire extinguishers. To me, I was like, 
I'm cool with that if that was a carbon dioxide fire extinguisher. That's a thing. Yep. You, don't, you don't want to put water on electrical fire and no. eat for a carbon dioxide gas fire extinguishers. So it could have been one of those, and therefore he died from carbon dioxide, which is yeah, possible. Yeah, that's, that's not good for you. No, no, yeah. should, you shouldn't be pumping into the atmosphere, you know. No, especially uh, when your atmosphere is so delicate. Yes, and you should definitely maybe stop doing that or take it out of the atmosphere as fast as possible uh, all the time. Yeah. In fact, it should be the only thing you should be worried about it all the maybe time. Maybe he's trying to vent it by firing a gun into the wall of the spaceship. <laughs> Now, my only issue with that is carbon dioxide, it's a spaceship in the future. Why has it got a carbon dioxide fire extinguisher when you, if it accidentally ruptures? So if you like, when you put out a fire and you put out a fire with carbon dioxide and then you instantly die, that seems like a bad choice of fire well, extinguisher? You, you're, you're targeting that. You're pointing it and squeezing a little bit out. You're not like releasing the entire thing at the same time. But, you know, you know the, the thing about gas, Dan, is it fills all available space. It diffuses very quickly. That's, that's, it's not a solid. You're not firing chunks yeah, of solid carbon. you breathe some fire retardant. It's just that if there's too much, then, you, then you're poison. But do you know... But, yeah, it's not poison. It's just not enough oxygen. No, no, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But people almost died on spaceships from breathing too hard. Like, as in... It doesn't take much to put you out. It takes a very small amount of carbon dioxide comparatively to, to for your brain to go, I'm out! You go to sleep very quickly. Um, yep. Anyway, so it's not stupid, stupid, but it just seems vaguely stupid to me. It seems like a possible but dumb. Okay, so now he's by himself by for himself, six months? Uh, months and months and months, and he goes crazy. Uh, goes crazy. Because that's fun. You know, that's... Because he can't make He's content. lonely. yeah. I'm like, well, that makes sense. Sounds amazing That's... to me. Oh, can you imagine six months off just playing computer games? He doesn't. Get, he doesn't have any computer games. Oh, doesn't he? Oh, no, I don't think so. Oh, can't do. Can't do any exercise. A lot of masturbation. Got a lot of food. <laughs> Lots of leftover food. And if he learned from the baboons, he could just snack on his crewmates. Oh yeah. What did he do with the bodies? I'm assuming he pushed them out the back of the door in the special hatch. Maybe it's a body hatch. Oh, right. That makes sense. Incinerated of the body hatch. Yeah, it's like it's it's an inbuilt crematorium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We worked it out. I'm sorry, Astro. You're right. The crematorium on the spaceship makes perfect sense. So he gets to Neptune. You know, all goes nuts. Oh, by the way, but his body doesn't rot. He somehow, he doesn't have any exercise. He's floating in. They show him floating in zero G. His body doesn't just, he doesn't piss out his bones. After that many months in space, you'd have bones of jelly. Astronauts spend that much time on the ISS and they do exercise. So like, he's probably doing exercise. You never see it and you don't, but it means it doesn't mean he's not doing it. You're right. I, yeah. Yes. I, I guess like so. that's, that, it's assumed, like I don't see that the people on the ISS exercising all the time, but I'm assuming they're doing it. Yes, I guess so. And you, you don't see him pooping. I assume he must have pooped. So they're fair enough. I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Space poop. Space poop. Out the door. Ah, once again, open that door, put your bum over it and it just pulls it out of your bum. Efficient. Well, that is, that's terrifying. <laughs> oh, wait, and the laws of that universe, your buttocks will instantly explode. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. But then that's what happens to me every morning in the bathroom anyway. See a doctor. <laughs> he gets to Neptune. Neptune. And he, which is a long way away. Yeah, it's also very big. It's very big. Yeah, yeah, one of the ice giants. It's a very large, it's a very large planet. Parks have a look and then another wave hits them damaging his spaceship yeah so he so i was like okay cool he should have just parked next to it but i guess he was going i don't want to die instantly so have a look oh i'll get closer later on 
Yeah, so, it takes it takes a bit of. You want to be careful. Yeah, you want to pull up and have a look. Yeah, you know, like, like like if you were stalking an ex, yes. you'd drive past <laughs> their place of work, yes. and you'd be like, "Yep, I yep, she's there today." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you'd and then you'd like go and you'd go and park. Yeah, sure. And then she fires an antimatter ray at you and destroys your vehicle. You are the most interesting exes. I, I, your exes are amazing. I think they're great. There you go. I oh, don't date crazy. Don't date. Crazy scientists. <laughs> Basically. Uh, good, good advice for everyone, by the way. And my only issue with that is parking your spaceship up and then restarting it. And spaceship engines like of that sort don't just switch on and off. You kind of switch them on and then you do. And then they, they finish. And then eventually. they finish. And then, I mean, some of them can be throttled up or throttled down, but it's, it's yeah, it seems odd. You think that he would cruise into the system and, and then slow down and then have a look out, you know, because you don't have to. The make... idea is you'd have to turn the ship around yes. and start firing backwards. Yes, that's right. For a month. Yes. That's, yeah. In and order it... to slow down to the. And you'd cruise up to your dad's spaceship doing lots of sensor. Bur- you'd be like censoring the whole time to make sure what was going on. And you'd be watching it for weeks. Like you wouldn't just see it 10 minutes before you arrived. Like you'd, you'd be, no. you'd, anyway, so it's, it's, yeah, it's rubbish. Uh, the, the Neptune ring was a cool thing. I, I like the concept of it. I like the fact that Neptune had a ring, because it does, and that was kind of fun. So I was like to see this nice little ring system. That was mm. kind of nice, uh, but that's as far as I'll go with that. So he, Real dense in uh, this movie. Very, very... Neptune's ring that dense. Very, well, it's going to be very thin. It could be, yes. I mean, I don't know, I, uh, but yes, it could be that dense. And you could have things from the size of grains of sand to mountains. Like it's not—it's not just going to be fist-sized rocks everywhere. Mm. So yes, it, and it could be two hundred meters thick, but it could be thousands of kilometers wide. Mm. He flies another spaceship down to his dad's spaceship, a little spaceship, a little, a little, little, a runabout, little, little research ship. Yep, and and he and that breaks down, so he ditches that. So obviously, it was a one. He knew he was going to die now. Like he's but at that moment, you're like, my, all my spaceships are dead. I can't go anywhere. I'm, yep. here, I'm here to kill my dad. And I was like, cool, that's that's good. That's a pretty manly thing to do. Manly, manly. Look, I was pretty bored by this point. <laughs> so his dad's alive. Oh, no, not for this. This, oh, is, this, right. is, this is much more interesting than actually watching. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So his dad's alive, by the way, and he's mad. He's very angry, yep. and he's like, we must keep searching. Space madness. Space, he's killed space everyone. Space madness, space monkeys, and space pirates. It's, it, well, it's in space, so that's good. And his dad is, no, 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 they wanted to stop looking for life because the, all the reports seem to be that life doesn't exist out there. We can't find any evidence of life. But Tommy mm. Lee Jones is like, I'm going to find that mother-effing life, and I'm going to prove everyone wrong. So I killed everyone twice, and not killed them twice, but two different groups of people. And now I'm here for decades. On a spaceship with gravity, by the way. Notice how um that spaceship had gravity for no reason. No, no, they were floating. Were they, they floating? Were, they were always floating sort of downwards. Oh, okay. It looked like Tommy Lee Jones was walking around a gangplank. I couldn't work it out. It did look like that, didn't yeah. it? Yes, yes. I like, was... I mean, just put them on a – just filmed them from the waist up on a fitball. Yeah. So they're sort of bouncing <laughs> because they looked like they were standing in front of each other. They really did. And basically, long story short, Brad Pitt talks out his da- talks his dad, come home, dad. No, I won't come home. Come home, dad. No, I won't come home. Look, I'm going to blow this shit up if you don't do it anyway. All right, I'll come with you. Fight, cool. All right. So they, I'm not going to, I just don't care at this point. I'm just like, that was so boring to me. And so they get out of the spaceship. And if you didn't realize at this point that the movie was about daddy issues and letting go of your daddy issues 
Tommy Lee Jones literally says, whilst holding on to his son, he untethers himself from the space that his son was doing to get saved him. Let yeah. me go, son. Let me go. But there's no point to that. Like, what's his what's his motivation for not wanting to go with? He Brad wanted to, Pitt he wanted to die. He wanted to die. He wanted but to, why? Because he was mad. I, there's no reason for it. Yes, yeah, there's no reason. He wanted to give his son closure, and he literally said, "Let me go." I laughed out loud in a theater at that point because I said in my head, "Let me go, son." Would be the dumbest idea. And then Tommy Lee Jones, award-winning Tommy Lee Jones, says, "Let me two go, face. son." The two-face. Sub subtext becomes text, and he says the words. He might as well said, you've got a lot of issues, son, that are only going to be resolved when you literally throw me into Neptune and emotionally eject all your baggage. I checked out at that point and thought that nothing could bring me back, that this movie was god-awful and stupid, that I would never love again, that my life was ruined. But then, Dan, then yes. Tommy Lee Jones falls to his death or something, God only knows. Just drips towards Neptune for Frankly, Well, no, because... Because the explosion would have got him, so that's fine. It wasn't that far away. There's an explosion coming, which we'll get to. Okay. There's an explosion. So Brad Pitt's like, oh, I decided I want to live, or I've always wanted to live, um, so I'm going to surf a panel off a spinning radar dish. Yep, easy you... to aim oh. when you're spinning in circles. Notoriously easy yes, to aim. that's absolutely right. And the best way to get a cat out of a tree is set up a Gravitron next to it. <laughs> And then while it's spinning at full force, just judge yeah. the bit where you jump off and stream outwards yes. towards the tree. And not only not only that, he accelerates away from the the spaceship. He gets faster. Like it doesn't just drift away. Think about that. Acceleration equals so force equals mass times acceleration. So to accelerate, you have to have a force on you. So the yeah. moment his feet leave the spinning thing. There's yep. no force acting on him. Therefore, he has a velocity, not an acceleration anymore. He's not going any faster. He can only be traveling as fast as that dish is spinning. And it wasn't spinning that fast. But he rockets through the asteroid. He field. jumped, too. Oh, sorry. You're, I'm sorry. Well, he used his incredible legs that allow him to stand up in 5G. Oh, no, you're right. I'm sorry. Yes, good point. He probably kicked against space. He's he that strong. He is. He did. You're right. He was, like, flipping his head like he's in a swimming pool. Yeah. No, and obviously there's no medium to go through, but he's yeah. just that strong. He's, he's that Heavy you, boots. Heavy hat. The, he was wearing a heavy hat. <laughs> the universe went, I can't allow man that beautiful. Him upwards. That, man that beautiful just can't die. It's just not allowed. So he leaps through the asteroid field, oh, sorry, the, um, the, the rings, using yep. a piece of metal to save him and aims directly at his spaceship and manages to grab on with his hands. Hands. Now, orbital velocity of bits of rock going around a planet, yep. real fast. Real quick. Now, that would have punched through him and the steel and everything. It would have been, it would have just been like a light rain. It, it wasn't just his velocity. They were taking into account his velocity. They weren't taking into He was into traveling account. with the rings though, wasn't he? Was he? If they were well, hitting everything, him. They, like they were, they're mostly going at the same rate. I guess so. The ship and the rocks in the rings. Yeah, fair ship, enough. They're all sort yeah, of orbit. Yeah, true, they're, true, true. They're in orbit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, yeah, true. But he wasn't deflected by it. He wasn't, it didn't deflect him. It didn't move him. He just kind of kept going and, and grabbed hold of his spaceship. 
grabbed hold of the spaceship, climbed back into the spaceship. And at this point, I went, oh, that's it. The dumb is over. The dumb is. The dumb. The dumb. The, that's the dumbest thing I'm going to see in this movie. That's the dumbest thing. But then what happens next, Dan? I can't talk about it. Well, he can't. His his ship needs to get back to Earth. Yeah. He, anyway, he was very close to a nuclear bomb that's about to explode two minutes yep. later. Yeah. So he uses the bomb. Yeah, yeah. To do what, Dan? To fuel his spaceship. To surf. He surfs. He surfs the blast wave and gets enough speed to not only get back to Earth, but get back to Earth faster. Well, it makes sense that he surfs because of the wave. <sighs> yes. Now, I have a few problems did, with did, this. Did the, did, the, uh, did the nuclear bomb set off the, the antimatter wave? Obviously not. That maybe, just... he, maybe he used that to well, surf all the way home. Maybe. That's where it was pointed. Yes. <laughs> so he... Now, let's think there's a, there was an, a concept called the Orion spacecraft, which was you put a big plate on the back of your spaceship and you drop little tiny nuclear bombs out the back and explode them, and the force blasts you forward. This is a real thing. You can actually see tests of it, not using nuclear weapons, but conventional wep- uh, conventional explosives. And it's, it's an idea. So boom, 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 boom. You basically, you ride a, multiple little shockwaves into space or, or in space. Yeah. Uh, you can't land, though. As pointed out recently to me, it was a very good point. You, um, if you land, you're landing. So you point your bum towards the planet, and then you explode explosions. So you're basically flying into nuclear explosions. Not the best idea. Uh, no. So don't land that way. So he surfs somehow without a backplate, an Apollo-style spaceship, back to Earth faster than he got there. Is it faster, or they just sort of skip ahead? I thought it was faster to get get him back in time. I think they just didn't. I mean, he had all that extra food. He could have, he could have stayed out there twice as long. Good point. He had yeah, he had four, like four people's food and and their corpses as well. So you know, he was doing okay. Uh, I'm I'm lucky. Well, they're lucky that they didn't find him like dressed in a human skin suit at that point because he was out there for a very long time. But he does discover the joy of human connection once again. And he gains the prize of his wife back. The last scene of the movie, or the coda of the movie, is him in a bar or a cafe, cafe somewhere, having a coffee, and she walks in, and they smile at each other. So he, he's chosen to live a normal human life yes. rather than to be the uh, the unfeeling robot like his father was. Yes, yeah, yes. He's it, like, you know what happens if I'm the unfeeling guy? I end up casting myself into the into the gravitational pull of Neptune. That's true. So he, who wants that? I want to hook up with the girl from Empire Records. That's true. <laughs> the Hobbit lady. Yeah, the um, the um, she was she was. Uh, she, she hates being called that. <laughs> she's in she's in Lord of the Rings. She's um, yeah, but she's not the Hobbit lady. Oh, she's in the Hobbit. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, she's not in Hobbit. She's in Lord of the Rings. Anyway, she's an elf. She's an elf woman, isn't she? Yes. Yes. She macked on with. Yeah, the that's Aragon. very different to calling a lady a Hobbit yeah, lady. Good point, Galadriel. No, no, no. That's the other one. If you have any special ladies in your life, Gregoire, yes. don't call. Stop calling them the Hobbit lady. <laughs> so uh, the um, not Galadriel, but all elves look alike to me. So that's fine. That was the um, end of the movie, and I walked out feeling dirty. Oh, I liked that bit. You liked that bit. The end the where end. I could leave. <laughs> I could get up and leave. That was a real relief. You can you can leave at any time, I guess, but I don't. I never do. Um, so that was. Um, I have walked out. I walked out on Robin Hood Men in Tights. No, I'm horrified by that. I, would and not I have... fell asleep during Zorro like three times. I um, well, like that's three different viewings. Just like Thomas Wayne and uh, Martha Wayne. <laughs> oh no, they fell asleep afterwards. Sorry, <laughs> Batman. <joke. Ugh. laughs> what would you give that movie 
Well, I actually uh, saw this movie for superquickreviews.com, oh, which we should... is a review website I sometimes watch movies and review. Is it this um, long? Do you review this long? It's slightly shorter. Slightly shorter? Excellent. Uh, my review is space is mostly empty. A tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of space actually has interesting stuff in it. Despite me knowing this going in, this film was able to surprise me with just how boring space could be. <laughs> there are references to pirates in space, drugs in space, and monkeys in space, with, I assume, the brief to make them each as dull as humanly possible. <laughs> Brad Pitt doesn't connect with people, then spends many months travelling to not connect with other people. One and a half stars. <laughs> out, out of five. Out of five. <laughs> nice. You, do, you review well in, like, one or two sentences. And I respect <laughs> that, because other people write theses about you know fight club or something fight club yeah, yeah and then and but and you just, still get it wrong you still get it wrong but we're not talking about fight club we're talking about though we should we should always just talk about fight club add astra yeah more like subtract astra i really wish we could end on a high energy note i'm, I'm not going to do it I, I i just can't do it so uh thank you dan beeston for joining me on a very sad well wonders why you've ruined my sunday I'm just going to be fucking angry for the next five hours until I go to sleep. Just, I'm going to go to sleep with my hands in fists. True. I didn't even pay to see this film. Well, I'm still fucking angry. Well, go cuddle your amazing Hobbit woman and feel, she, and feel better. She is not going to let me cuddle her if I call her that. <laughs> so there's this stuff that I learned about this film after I watched this film. Uh, number one, James Gray is apparently this amazing director mm-hmm. and... I mentioned this to Tony. Uh, Tony Martin complained that he didn't like this f- mm. film. Mm. And I was like, yeah, no, it's, it was awful. Um, and he said, but, you know, maybe it, like lots of other people love James Gray. So mm. maybe we're just not getting it. Mm. Maybe there's something crucial that we're just not getting. Right. It's certainly if we're, if we're getting tied down with the science stuff of the storytelling thing, but then we're not said, getting but he the good bit. I know he did. He made, he's he, wrong. He called, absolutely he called it. wrong. I would, I, would, I would forgive it if he hadn't gone, by the way, watch my amazing science movie. Yes. Now, mm. here's the other thing. They took him off the film and they, and they, they didn't give him final edit and they got someone else to come oh. along and add in extra bits. Like monkeys. Like space pirates and space monkeys, oh, I think. Like, right. if you were to go to that film and go, all right, what extra scenes have been put into this film after the fact? Yeah. Would they be the ones that made no sense, where the gravity is suddenly working yeah. different? Or that there's suddenly a monkey yeah. in space? And then Donald Sutherland just dies for no reason. Like, it's No just, reason. It's almost like they went, we can't cut him out from the first bit, but we can cut him out at this point. We'll add a scene where he goes, my heart, and dies. That makes sense. But that means it would be an even more intensely boring movie of nothing happening ever. Yes, but maybe that's James Gray's thing. Maybe he likes being boring. Maybe he is. Yeah, maybe. There'd be less. At least there'd be less inconsistency in the science. Uh, there's a good message, which is, in this case, they say there are no aliens out there. That's what that's what they discover. There are no aliens. We're the only life out there. We really need to be better to each other. We need to be because we're it. Like, and I was like, oh yeah, there's actually a nice message there of, hey everyone, planet Earth is all there is. Maybe we should stop rooting it up at all opportunities. So that's a nice message. It just took a long time and boring time to get there. I did like, I did like the space for Boone. Fuck, I'm going to be angry all day now. (laughs) 
Once again, thanks to Dan for joining me on this terrible journey of looking through and picking apart Ad Astra. I just want to apologize for the quality of my mic during that interview. It sounds like I was recording through a potato, having some technical issues there, and hopefully it won't happen again. This is the final podcast in 2019 from Smart Enough to Know Better. And so I wish you all the most wonderful you catastrophe that you've ever had. Now, eucatastrophe is a word I've just learned. It was coined by J.R.R. Tolkien himself, and it basically means the opposite of a catastrophe. May a situation that you're in that you thought was going to end badly end very positively. So happy eucatastrophe to us all. I think we need it right now. See you next year in the 20s. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do